afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid. This is your podcast for all things music. How's everybody doing out there tonight? Ow! That is uh That was rock and roll. That was rock and roll from <laughs> Gary Lucy. I'm Pat Francis. <laughs> and I am Gary Lucy, and uh this is the uh fourth episode of uh the Rock Solid Podcast. Pat, long time no see, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? Uh doing great. I'm still uh I still have a little bit of a contact high from our appearance on uh, Doug Loves Movies. That was yes. a, that was a good time. I don't know if that's dropped you think, yet. You think Doug was uh, you think Doug was toasted that day? I, I he probably roasted a magic J bone at some point <laughs> there, during the day. I'm gonna say that's what the kids call it, right? Wow. You know, um, something that we didn't wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> a magic J bone. Okay, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I gotta lock that away. <laughs> okay, we, I was, uh, we didn't get to talk about our favorite rock star. Performances in movies, though, that day. Did you did you have any that you, it, it you wanted to share? Uh, well, I'd, no. I'd have to go Brian Adams from uh, the Clint Eastwood directed uh, Pink Cadillac movie. He was in that? I'm kidding. Oh. Was just, <laughs> no. Yeah, he was in that. He played like a mechanic. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what, I've never seen the movie, and uh, so I don't know. I just know that he was in it. Do you I, have a favorite? I do. My they. I think the the uh, king of them all is uh, Dwight Yoakam in uh, Sling Blade. Yeah, the, that's pretty good. That oh, he's so menacing in there. Uh, I think I think uh, Mariah Carey distinguished herself in uh, Precious. Like made you forget. Glitter. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was good. That was a good performance. And one that uh, people might forget about. Remember that movie Rush from 1991 with Jennifer Jason Lee and Jason Patrick and their undercover narcs. And, um, uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. I do know that one. And the yeah. big drug boss was uh, Greg Allman. And he was so oh, scary. Like, he barely even says anything, but he just kind of walks through with his, like, blonde yeah. hair. You know why he's, he's good as a drug boss is because he's no angel. <laughs> it's true. I'm no angel. <laughs> uh, wow. You, you actually, I, you know, I, as I'm sitting here, I can only think of rock stars who played rock stars in movies. So none of those, none of those. Uh, we had talked about Sting and Dune a little bit. Sting and Dune. And, um, you know. He was good in uh, Quadrophenia. I thought that was a good Yeah, he is good in Quadrophenia. That's yeah. before he was really Sting, I think. That yeah. was actually came out right around the time when the police were just breaking, I think. so. Excellent. Have you, have you ever heard that song, uh, Park Life by Blur? I don't know if I have. Oh, maybe we'll, we'll have to hear that next time. It's, uh, it's the uh, dude from Quadrophenia. He kind of does his rap about uh, suburban life in England. And, uh, but, uh, but that's neither here nor there compared to uh, today's topic. Today's topic is a good one. Today is uh, something called Sophomore Surge. The Sophomore Surge. As opposed to the Sophomore Slump when a band's uh, second album is not so good, not well received, people kind of like kind of like maybe like Pinkerton from Weezer, although people love it now, I think when it came out, people didn't like it, right? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But, they, but no, that that Uh-oh. is that is a, a classic example of uh, of one underperformed. Yes, and uh, um, but it doesn't mean it wasn't good. You do you they they say, and uh, sometimes it's credited Elvis Costello. You have your whole life to make your first uh, record, but you only have six months to make your second right. one. And uh, so oftentimes they uh, they don't live up. Uh, Terrence Trent Darby, neither fish nor fowl. Not a big, uh, not a good one. The knack. <laughs> What the little girls understand? Yeah, the knack. What the little girls understand is like get the knack too, but not as good. Right. Yeah. Electric boogaloo and uh, <laughs> meatloaf. Uh, dead ringer. Dead ringer. Not good. Nope. Dead on arrival. Cold meatloaf. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Leftover loaf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, we are going to talk about uh, the greatest yes. second albums. Now, 
are these these can ju- these could be ones that you think is better. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be proven, right? I think these are more like like uh, you know personal idiosyncratic right. uh, favorites. And we'll and we'll explain why we feel that way. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So let's do what we always do. We do uh, rock, paper, scissors to see who goes. Uh, uh-huh. We do rock, paper, J-bone to see who goes first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, huh. okay. Oh, I got rock. All right, yeah, I win. Right. I always go with rock on rock solid. He broke my, he <laughs> broke my J-bone. <laughs> now, when- what does a rock do? The rock puts the J-bone out. It's all lit. It's ready to go. <laughs> exactly. And then you put it out. And well, then no. the scissors... Also takes the J bone. No, but the don't play the J bone. You can't win. <laughs> the J bone makes you stoned, which is a rock. Oh. So I mean, I think I think it's a push. Well, either way, you were rock solid. With right. That. Thank you. You go first. <laughs> uh, well, you know, all these second albums that we talked about today are are good, but but uh, you just know, to clarify, I don't know what you're going to play. I don't know what he's going to play. I'm gonna play. Oh yeah, I always like to establish that we're different. We're mismatched. It's crazy. That's it's right. Like a buddy comedy. <laughs> so crazy. He's got one kid. I one kid. I have two. He's been married twice. I've been married once. <laughs> it's nuts. But uh, for my uh, first selection, like uh, there's probably no disputing that uh, the second album that cracked the world in half was uh, Nirvana, Nevermind. And, you know, we should just mention it. I don't know if it's on your list. But uh, since everybody knows about that, I want to talk about another Butch Vig joint. Wait, so that's that's not your pick? No. Uh, I want to talk about another, <laughs> another Butch Wait, Vig joint. Wait, now you kind of, you kind of, you're going to kind of get to talk about six then because you just, you snuck that one in there. Well, because people like, like seem really bothered that we didn't talk about uh, Appetite for Destruction. You know, yeah. you know that, but uh, you know, there's 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 some things they're gonna miss. But that's why we want you to participate, get involved, yeah, get on Twitter, go to Twitter, at Rock Solid shares. Show, and mm. let us know what you think is a sophomore surge. But this uh, this this Butch Vig joint or J Bone is uh, uh, the uh, Smashing Pumpkin Siamese Dream. Uh, can you uh, give us a little uh, today? Let's there, hear some of that. This one always t- I like. I love um, like like Billy Core. I love anybody with like a donkey bray voice. Like oh. Uh, he's got that donkey brave voice but he sings out loud and proud and uh, I always love that when, when uh, people do that amazing production and uh, this song, uh, personally reminds me of um, uh, when this came out I was, I was, I was a mailman in Portland, mm-hmm. Oregon and um, I had this uh, Gary you were a mailman? I was I was yeah, how the, long were you a mailman? Uh, about four years in the, in the 90s and, um, did you take a civil service test? I did I did did uh, well on that and uh, got placed I was a. Um, it's a good job to listen to music. Yeah, totally. Listen to music all day, and I had this one like mounted route where you're like driving around, uh-huh. and, and like I, I'd be driving on this like airport frontage road, and right. uh, I'd have this jamming on the boombox, and it was it was just like the video where he's driving around that arm uh, ice cream truck, and uh, so. Just, Can you, you smoke know. a J Bo when you when you're a mailman? <laughs> I did. I you did. did a lot. You did. Yeah, all right. It was. Uh, <laughs> I was the worst mailman. I was just like I'm not. I'm not super detail oriented. And you that's, just, that's you just like, put a pile of mail at one yeah. house, let them sort it out. They'll yeah, take it to their neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> They'll figure it out, and people will meet each other. But anyway, so that was that was my number five. What do you what do you have at number five? And that's uh, you don't want to back up why that should be. Uh, you just you just like that one. I just like it. And I think people, I, I think it's um, people people. I mean, people like the hits, but uh, it doesn't get a lot. And of what was their first album? It was called uh, I think it was called Rhinoceros. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, was it? What was it called? No. Brad Burlingame, who is uh, yes. one of our music. Yes, of course, you're right, yeah. Brad Burlingame's here, everyone. He's a musical informational source of uh, information. Hello. <laughs> so he's also Matt. Matt Belknap is also here manning the board. So, Of course was good. And that, and that came out, uh, I think that came out the same day as Nevermind. I might be wrong on that. Oh, anyway, sorry. We'll find sorry, out. Sorry, Siamese anyway. dreams. But anyway. Um, uh, my, uh, my first one 
is uh, is um, it came out in 1979, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Van Halen 2. What do you know about that? I know. Van Halen 2. Uh, it sold 5 million copies. Uh, like the first album, it's got a cover song on it. It's got the uh, first album, Head, You Really Got Me. Uh, Van Halen 2, As You're No Good. It's got an Eddie. It does? Yep. It's oh, got an know. Eddie solo instrumental on it. First album has Eruption. Second album has Spanish Fly. And uh, and it went to number six on the Billboard charts. And it had a top 20 single with Dance the Night Away. Let's hear a little bit of Dance the Night Away. Man, talk about uh, this is, uh, when you talk about more cowbell, this is a song yeah. that gives you some cowbell. It does. But uh, yeah, the. Um, yes, it does. So what you're saying is they didn't really mess with the formula. On this one, I, no, no. I just think that I just think I like the songs better on this album. Mm-hmm. I um, I love the cover, just the simple VH with the Van Halen two across the top. Oh yeah, I guess so. Okay, yeah, that had that. I just like uh, I love this song. Dave sounds great. There he is. This brings up a point. Um, I I'm not a grammar stickler, and I hate it when people right. you know like you know because it's it's never meant to like help people. You know, it's always meant to just show off what a and grammar and rock. We don't really need right. that. But it, there's but, grammar rock that was on Saturday mornings. <laughs> That's something else. But but when it comes to David, uh, pe- people often talk about uh, buttless chaps. And uh-huh. Aren't all chaps buttless? They are by definition. But he he didn't wear pants under the chaps. Ooh, That's what he didn't do. I see. What a cheeky so, chap. Yeah. And uh, play a little bit of uh, Spanish Fly. This was the instrumental. I mean, everyone always says, oh, Eruption's so awesome. But I really like the sound of Spanish Fly. Eruption is like the sound of like when you walk into Guitar Center. Right. And kids are Everyone's like, doing it. Yeah. But no one's doing this. And I just thought this sounded cool. I was like, man, that's, that's, uh, what's he doing? Did he smoke a J-Bone? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. A lot of J-Bone talk today. <laughs> I don't like it. That's actually my nickname for Jimmy Pardo, J-Bone. The J-Bone. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Listen to that. That's great. It's got. Uh, it's like Charo. It is like Charo. Or who's the who's the guy that wears the glasses that'll teach you how to play guitar in uh, 15 minutes? Oh, uh, who is Ross. that guy? Bob Ross. Bob, no, he's a Bob painter. Ross, no. This guy's uh, Escobon. Escobon. Did you ever see that him. guy? Oh, you've nah. got to see that Escobon uh, uh, infomercial. And also play uh, DOA, and then we'll go jump to Gary. This is a song where I had the lyric messed up. <laughs> the, the, the opening lyric is, we were broken hungry on a summer's day. And I thought he was singing, <clears throat> I thought he was singing, we were, uh, we were smoking ombre. <laughs> like I thought ombre was a type of marijuana. It's slang for a uh, Magic J-Bo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. I just love this album. We'll hear a little bit of lyric, then we'll, then we'll shut it down. Shut it down. It did sound like that. It does. It does sound like smoking ombre, but it's we were broken hungry. I remember uh, reading an interview where they talked about being broken hungry, and they would do that thing where they would go around to your house with a clipboard and say that they were going to paint the curb numbers on your house. You ever that's heard? what Van Halen would do? Yeah, that's yeah, to make some money. Could you imagine if David Lee Roth... They might be doing that right now. <laughs> they might be broken hungry right now. They need to put some music out, folks. Uh, what's good. your number two? Uh, well, I my, my number four counting up. Um, this, oh, you're okay. You're counting up. I this gotcha. is the uh, this is the whole reason I wanted to do a show like Rock Solid to like as a bully pulpit to uh, 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 give voice to like uh, overlooked albums like this. Uh, if you want to queue up the uh, Chris as a bully pulpit, <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> that, that's not that's not drug slang. But uh, if you want to queue up uh, Crystal Lake, this is. Um, this is uh, 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 not the sophomore surge, but the software slump 
from Granddaddy. Have you heard of Granddaddy? I've not heard of Granddaddy. No band captured what it was like to live in Bush's America like Granddaddy. <laughs> Does Granddaddy only have two albums? No, they have like four or five albums, and they broke up in 2008. But they just really captured that sort of uh, kind of the, um, the alienation of technology. Yeah. And it's like if Neil Young was in Kraftwerk. <laughs> you can hear some of this now. Well, I like your. I like this pick because I never heard of Granddaddy, and I'm, I'm. I bet a lot of people haven't. Yeah, this is an amazing album. It kind of presaged the uh, tech bubble bursting, software slump. Did and, the ba- have the band members going on to do anything? Are they in other bands? Uh, no, the main guy Jason Lytle. He he has a new band called Am- Admiral Radley that hasn't really caught on too much. But uh, he's from Modesto, not a real hotbed of rock and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, this is. I think you'll love this, though. You got to check it. It's a. Uh, it's it's a uh, concept. I'm kind of proggy. It's about uh, this guy Jed the humanoid, and he's kind of like in this you know post uh, like this dystopian future where uh, you know there's a there's a broken household appliance national forest and uh, just kind of like the war. You know? <laughs> <laughs> can I uh, can I find the granddaddy on uh, on the iTunes? Absolutely. It was on a major. It was on V two. And, uh, I remember V2 yeah, records, V2. sure. And, yeah, you need this. You need their 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 uh, classic is called Someday S U M D A Y. But uh, you can't go wrong. Check out Granddaddy. Thank me later. Hello, Cincinnati. All right. My- See, Gary is introducing everyone to uh, to new music, <laughs> and I am uh, I am I just I just got the uh, the old diehards loaded up in the uh, in the canon. Uh, okay, since we are counting backwards, my number four pick is from 1970. So anyone listening who wasn't alive then, find this album. It's uh, from James Taylor. It's called Sweet Baby James. Yeah. And play anything you want. Any, any track? Mm-hmm. Any track from James Taylor. <laughs> How about that? Uh... His first album was on, uh, his first album was actually on Apple Records. He was uh, one of the first uh, outside artists the Beatles signed to Apple Records. And it just didn't, uh, didn't really catch on at all. But the second album, which has... Um, Sweet Baby James and Fire and Rain sold three million copies. It's still his top-selling album of all time, and went to number three on the charts. And this is the one where he really came into the James Taylor sound. I just finished reading a book. <laughs> I know Matt does not. Matt grew up. Uh, what, what did you? You told me once that uh, every summer everyone would go see James Taylor, and so when you were a kid, you. You had Tanglewood, and so you were automatically programmed to dislike it. Yeah, and I understand. I understand that feel, feeling because I have that feeling uh, for things too, like you know the Black Keys. And um, <laughs> so, um, I but, just uh, uh, I just finished reading a, a book about 1970 called uh, Fire and Rain, uh, and it's uh, by David Brown, who wrote a great Sonic Youth biography. But he, he oh, he's a, he writes for uh, Rolling Stone magazine. He, right? he does, yeah. yeah. And he focused on the year 1970 through the prism of uh, four big albums that year: Let It Be. Um, the uh, CSNY uh, Deja Vu Yes The Simon and Garfunkel one And Sweet Baby James Yeah And uh, Can we agree All good albums All good albums yeah. and, uh, and and I guess uh, Kind of the mood was After the turbulent 60s uh, Taylor was seen As like a leader Like on campuses Of the new apathy Who just, <laughs> just wanted to Mellow out They didn't want to Protest or anything anymore But he was messed up He had, he had yeah. problems What would he be, What would he do To get messed up what would, what, Any special thing He was riding the of? white horse He was uh, not any, uh, any, Anything else he might do No I can't think of anything Not a smoke a J-bone <laughs> No yeah, that, Everybody was doing that But um <laughs> Yeah, this is this is a really fascinating book. There's Are your uh, headphones on, Gary? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Go ahead, continue about oh, the book. Uh the, it's um 
Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, all a bunch of jerks. Rita Coolidge <laughs> is the one who... They're uh, jerks in the book, or you feel that they're jerks? They're all, they're all a bunch of jerks. They, they come off as jerks in the book. And, right. um, they're pretentious. Yeah, but it's an it's a interesting read. What uh, something I thought was fascinating was... Uh, boy, it really made me miss Nixon, because... Um, <laughs> Uh, they talked about like, because good songs were written. Good, good songs were written, and the 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 unemployment rate hit four percent, and people took to the streets. They're like, <laughs> "What is happening in this country?" <laughs> you know, Write a song now. about it. It was uh, it was the music of James Taylor made him apathetic after that. Well, so I hate that. Anyway, <laughs> number three for you. Number three, uh, this was the was the hardest one to place. I I, I was originally going on uh, title value alone, okay. like like the greatest title of a second album. All right, uh, more songs. About that wasn't really one of the categories. That wasn't, that, that, that wasn't, on. That you're, wasn't a category. So you're, I, you're going off on your tangent categories in your own head today. So Gary. I nixed it. Yeah, it was it was going to be more songs about buildings and food, which is uh, which is a great title, but you know it's just an okay album. But uh, what's a great second album, and it's where someone. Uh, this had a long and storied career, and he really uh, came into his own. Uh-huh. Is uh, Mr. Elvis Costello with uh, this year's model? Oh yeah, and this is this was like his first time with, with the attractions, really. Like his debut, he recorded with this band Clover, mm-hmm. who you know more as the News, Huey Lewis and the News. Oh yes, his yeah, backing yeah. band on uh, My Aim Is True without Huey. But now, but uh, you could really see like then like, they upped the ante when they brought Huey and they wrote a bunch of albums about sports. Exactly. Yeah, they, they and got golfing rid of, and all that stuff. <laughs> they, got rid, they got rid of specs and uh, yeah. and then I uh, got with Huey. But uh, you know, you know the myth about Huey Lewis, right? Oh, he's supposed to be like Milton Berle, right? Right. Yeah. Hung like a horse. Well, we saw it in uh, <laughs> we saw it in a uh, in that Robert Altman that film, Altman movie. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he pee by the lake or something? Yeah. He, he, he there it is in the in the yeah he takes down the in the Crystal Lake there and uh, you know. He um, takes out his H-bone. His H-bone. <laughs> he takes out his... Uh, uh, is that shortcuts? Shortcuts, exactly. Yeah. His uh, chromatic harmonica. I heard that that uh, that a Sylvia Plastercaster, the gal who uh, makes the moldings... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know what you She always talks about uh, Huey being the, the largest... And poor Peter, Peter Frampton, Frampton being, being the smallest. smallest. I don't like that I know that about Peter Frampton. Yeah, maybe <laughs> she should keep that secret. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but let's uh, speak of Peter Frampton's small wang. Let's hear no action. Here we go. Listen to the drums in this. It's like a guy falling downstairs. So, who's the band? Elvis Costello. That's and, right. And the attractions. Pete Thomas on drums. Listen. Now, two of the attractions still play with him, right? I believe so. I think it's Steve Naive on keyboards, and uh, I forget who the bass player is. Yeah, I love early Costello. It's audacious. This time has Pump It Up. And uh, this is the leadoff track. No action. Really throws down the gauntlet. So yeah, that's, that's Elvis my, is great. That's my number three. Tell me, which Foreigner album do you have? For uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't have a Foreigner album. I actually, this is way, this is way off the beaten path. <laughs> this is, uh, that's right. Foreigner 4, when we talk about we, <laughs> career, career, yeah, career-breaking albums, yeah. we'll, we'll get to Foreigner 4. I have uh, I this is way off the beaten path for number three. Uh, this is uh, this came out in two thousand eight. Mm. Oh wow! And this is uh, this this album has sold twenty million copies worldwide. What? And uh, just play a little bit of it. I think you know who it is. It's a young lady. No, uh, there's only one young lady in that list. <laughs> Don't we? He just has song titles. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yes, yeah, sir. Okay. This is uh, this is Taylor Swift. Fearless. Oh my god! I know. Do I have to play it? You do have to play it. And stop talking. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I got involved in this, uh, actually, because my I have a 6-year-old and a 10-year-old daughter, so this is always on Radio Disney. But as I listen to it, I'm like, you know what? She, she's got some talent. And then when I look through the uh, liner notes, she wrote uh, seven of the songs by herself, and the other six she co-wrote. And you don't sell 20 million albums just selling the album to kids. No, there's, it's true. There's got to be some adults buying this. Pop, country fans. You also don't come to the... Uh, to the Staples Center and play four nights in Los Angeles without selling to some adults. That um, so these are nice pop songs, and this totally blows the first album, self-titled uh, Taylor Swift, out of the water. Do you have that our our song? Is that on that one? Or Which that one? Her? Our song. That was probably on her first album, right? Mm. Our song is a slamming screen door. Yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah. That's when she was a little more twangy, a little I more see. country on that first album. Yeah, that boy. She's a she's like a lady long torso, huh? She's got like yeah, a, she is skinny. She, she is. can almost see through her. She's like 14 pale. inch inseam and she's six foot three yeah it's crazy it's, just, it's all body it's all like but yeah i think she's like got some talent and uh, dog. and her, her new album's also doing amazing so she's you know i i'm gonna let you finish but <laughs> as, as kanye once said but to taylor swift but uh but uh, you know like when you when they did the side by side with her and stevie nicks on that, that was she, she did not sound that good that was uh she might not be the best live singer and my, my other beef with her is, I mean, she's so driven and she's, you know, that, and she got, she was so young, so fast. Uh-huh. Like, is she going to go kablooey? Is she going like, to? Well, I thought, I was wondering if this, if the new album was going to be the, if, if it was going to be able to live up to expectations. And it certainly does. The new album is really good. But I mean, you know, she never had a childhood. Is she going to like, uh. she going to Michael Jackson us? Complain yeah. about not having a childhood? Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> think so. She, you know crazy. what? She, she does seem to have a, a good head on her shoulder. I think she's a good role model for today's youth. I'm I'm not mad at Taylor Swift. You shouldn't be. How could you be? <laughs> All right. But there's so many other people to be mad at. What was the hit on that album? On the um, uh, I think uh, Is that one wh- I think White Horse was December or something like that. Or? No, that's on the new album. Try White Horse. Oh, this, see, this was about her addiction to heroin. No, this is not. <laughs> this is not the White Horse she's on. Why do you suppose these guys keep breaking up with her? <laughs> She's too driven. She's too driven. She just wants her career. I think should she have it really? Should she be tied down at twenty? Well, no, but I think I think maybe she doesn't do it. I think maybe she's safe. See, then that's good. To, that's, that's good, good too. That's good for the young ladies. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if you are. We don't want them off. out there like with the Miley Cyrus yeah. and the smoking a bong on YouTube. Mm-hmm. The salvia. <laughs> All right, number... Number two. Number two. We're at number two already. Uh, this is one of those that was just... Uh, talk about a paradigm shift. This is one that was Let's just, talk about it. It was a... Uh, it Hit just, me with it. It seemed like it was a, uh, like a, like a love letter from the future. From 19, but you know, but uh, sent to us in 1989. And it's a little something by the Beastie Boys called Paul's Boutique. And it goes a little something like this. And this was on the heel, heels of License to Ill, right? Yeah, and it was, uh, like we were describing, like, not well-received, critically acclaimed, but just, like, fans were like, whoa. That's because the fans thought they were going to get Fight for Your Right to Party 2, right? Exactly. But Which it, they've, I don't know a lot about the BC Boys, but I'm assuming they never have ever really done what they did on that first album. They've always been 
progressed and tried new stuff. Yes. And I think that's how you become a more well-rounded artist. If you just keep continue to do the same thing day after day after day, it's not working for you. What also happened is they is they embrace Buddhism because and then they could only well I don't agree with that. Then they could only uh, nonviolently resist for the right to party. Burned themselves, <laughs> 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 but it was uh, produced by the the uh, Dust Brothers. This was this is going to be like a the Dust Brothers solo album, uh, but they said no, no, let us use it. 105 samples are in there. Wow! Turns out they were all they they uh, were all cleared, but but it kind of like changed the way these sort of albums are made. I wonder I wonder if they made any money off that album if they had to pay. 105 different artists all the sampling well i guess it cost like a quarter of a million and but then there was the case of biz Marquis versus gilbert o'sullivan which changed the way that <laughs> these things are paid for and and then and now now it's much more expensive so we'll never see the likes of paul's boutique again no not with that many samples no way uh what was, the, what was the uh what was the cover i can see the cover it's, it's just like a, a little boutique right bodega in new york or something yeah, yeah. Like a, one of those sells like junk but um is there any is there any uh, are there any words on the album is it just bare it's just blank I think it's just blank and i love that yeah yeah it was just audacious and um Dust Brothers also produced another great kind of a second album, mm-hmm. uh, Beck's uh, Odelay, which was uh, it was technically his third album. Like he had like some kind of like weird self-producing there, but that, uh, they did that, and of course uh, their holy trinity, um, Umbop by Hanson, the Dust Brothers, <laughs> which is amazing tune. So I wonder what album. I wonder if they made more money off the Hanson album than the other two. I bet you. I bet, I bet you. you I they think, did. That thing was a monster. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got in the two hole? The, uh, in the two talking hole, talking about second albums here. On in the two hole, uh, uh, it's so funny. Three of mine are from 1970, and number two <laughs> is from 1970. Um, this is uh, this is twelve times platinum in the U.S. alone. Uh, let's hear a little bit of "Whole Lot of Love" from Z- oh. Led Zeppelin Two. Led what now? Led Zeppelin Two. I'm not. Uh... Yeah, it's the second one. <laughs> This has um, this has a whole lot of love, heartbreaker, living, loving, made, ramble on, lemon song, mm. thank you. I love living, loving, made because it's one of those songs where no one knows the title of it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. you know it. Yeah. And um, go ahead, play living, loving, made. You got to jump right in. It. This is I love this song. Now, now this one is back in the days of rock radio, and you would have two for Tuesdays. Yeah, you'd always have heartbreaker. And live in love and made right. together because they just kind of because we're just back to back. It's like we are the champions and we will rock you. Yes. You getting a call? You need to take that. Uh, let me just uh, let's uh, rock out to Zeppelin. You can skip. You can skip over to something else too. My my, my other uh, uh, favorite Zeppelin thing that people don't pronounce right is a uh, dyer maker. Yeah, like it's a jermaker, right? I think is how you're supposed to say it. That's how you're supposed to say yeah, it, Jamaica? Yeah like, yeah, like a play on Jamaica. But um, Wait know, a minute. What are you saying now? <laughs> like, you're saying you're supposed to <laughs> pronounce it Jamaica? Yeah. Well, how's it spelled? D-apostrophe-Y-E-R and mm-hmm. maker. Yeah, that's dire. No, 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 but it's pronounced like, you know, like, you know, did you make her? Well, I don't know about that. Because, you know, it's kind of like has a reggae flavor and it's, you know, Jamaica. It does have a reggae flavor. All right. When, when, okay. When I when they when when I'm listening to a rock radio station and the DJ tells me what just played, they say Dire Maker. Well, they're wrong, wrong, wrong. I don't know. I don't, who you're know, I don't know about that. I don't know if I. I don't know if you're telling the truth. How do you know this? Well, you know that's that leads to like a bigger point. Like if everybody, calls I don't want it, them to lead to anything else. I just wanted to answer on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to evade the question. <laughs> but if uh, if everybody calls it Dire Maker. 
Isn't that, in fact, its name? I mean, usage is king. That's what I say. Dire Maker's not on uh, Led Zeppelin 2. Uh, no, no, look it up on the internet. Oh, look it up oh, on the I internet. Okay. If only we had a research assistant. <laughs> I wish we did. <laughs> we used to have we used to have a, a PA, but we don't today. Oh. And then we used to have a, we used to have an intern, but we not today. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. It is uh, it is a, a joke about Jamaica. It is it's a joke about Jamaica. So <laughs> so are they? So these guys are cracking wise about Jamaica. <laughs> they're not. They're not. It's not. They're not like saying, "Hey, Jamaica's great." They're like, oh, "Fucking Jamaica." <laughs> yeah, Jamaica, yeah. Jamaica, Jamaica, my friend. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's, about, it's about. I still don't know if that's right, but Matt said <laughs> Matt thinks it is. I'm still going to call it Dire Maker. All right, you can do. And that. that's from Led Zeppelin three. Not to get people confused, but uh, it's Led Zeppelin two blows Led Zeppelin out of the water. I think. And, and Led Zeppelin's great. The first album's great. So yeah, yeah. It seems to me my my aunt Diane. She was like kind of a, a party gal, and mm-hmm. she she gave me like a like an inflatable uh, Led Zeppelin. Like I don't know some. She was dating some record store dude. I thought you were going to say she gave you an inflatable Robert Plant doll. She gave me an inflatable Robert Plant doll. <laughs> you could squeeze it. I had an inflatable Huey Lewis doll. It took forever to blow that thing up. <laughs> it was crazy. You get it so far, and then just this one part that's over and over. That was Nuts. the nozzle. That was the part you blew into. Crazy. Okay, what's your number one? My favorite sophomore surge, uh, best second album of all time. I could write a book about this album. It, it was it so caught me by surprise. I, you know, like, the first one, I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's a cute video. It's a gimmicky band. I'm just, you know, I'll just lose it. And I put it on. It just, it just, uh, I was just enthralled. It's uh, named after a character in uh, Puccini opera, Madden Butterfly. A lot of themes of uh, Madden Butterfly running through it. Uh, oh, this is Duran Duran Rio. No, no. It's no, it's about, not. Okay. You know, about, uh, you know, uh, uh, lo- longing and love and Japan and loss and, uh, and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if I believe anything you say after this dire maker stuff. But it's go ahead. Uh, it's uh, why bother? It's um, it's uh, uh, Weezer Pinkerton. Uh, and let's hear a little why bother. <laughs> no, that's, I tipped the hat on Pinkerton without even knowing. That was, well, you you read my mind. I was thinking about it so much. Who produced Pinkerton? Um, they produce it them, their own selves. Okay. Like maybe that was the problem. No Rick Ocasek there saying like... No Rick Ocasek there. Is Pinkerton your favorite Weezer album? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's... Um, it's the favorite album of... Uh, like it, it, it spawned this whole movement of uh, these emo bands like Taking Back Sunday and Dashboard yeah. Confessional Band, like none of whom I can like stomach for a second. But this was like... it was. It's just kind of the uh, Rosetta Stone about that movement. But I think... Um, and this was just re-released as a two-disc uh, deluxe edition. Yeah, kind of disappointing. Not a lot of good bonus Not material a lot of good or bonus. stuff I hadn't really heard. But you did you did seek it out and buy it. Um, yeah, yeah. I had to. I, I, I owe my uh, allegiance to it. This, um, it was um, the, uh, the uh, writer Chuck Clo- uh, Klosterman. Do you know him? Uh, yeah, I've heard of him. With He's, a K? Yeah, exactly. He's... He, he he hit it on the head like like the the whole secret of Weezer is yeah yeah you have to realize that um, Rivers Cuomo is being dead serious. You think he's like ironic and de- detached, but like he actually means all these things he says, and that's like <laughs> Which is scary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and that and then, and once you listen to it like that, and you're like, oh yeah. But this was this just grabbed me. Hey, have you ever heard this album front to back? It's uh, have you ever heard it? Pinkerton. Uh, I haven't. Entirety? I haven't. You know, it's funny. I think I have every Weezer album in my in my iTunes, but Pinkerton. Because I was one of these people that always heard Pinkerton's 
Pinkerton's. It's their best deal. album. Oh my goodness! But it, but it, the fans did not jump onto this. No, and uh, yeah, re- they they stopped recording for five years. Yeah. and yeah, he, the guy went. And to, then the third album was the the Green, the Green album. With, yeah. So they they actually they got Rico Kasich again. I think so. Somebody yeah. and they you know yeah. And they said we got to make it. The cover has to look the same. Got to make yeah exactly. And to get the fans back, and it worked. It worked, and uh, you know, and they've been. Then they had a Red album, and you know, it's yeah. been, but the, uh, the Pinkerton album and the, the album, the Green album. It's, you like that one because it's green. You like oh, green. exactly. Yeah, I do. I do like green. Yeah, yeah. But that was. Um, but Pinkerton's your number one Weezer album for sure, and my favorite uh, sophomore. Effort of all time. All right. I like it. All right. I'm going to look at I'm going to seek it out now. Do it. Like, yeah, let me know what you think. But my nephew has it. I'm going to find out. Thanks. Okay, so this is, my, this is my number one. This is old school, people. Mm-hmm. Goes back to 1970. Um, the, uh, this person's first album uh, went to number 84 and didn't sell anything at all. Right. But the second album won four Grammys, had two number one singles, Went to number one in the U.S. and sold 11 million copies. It's Carol King's Tapestry. Ah. Play, play any one of those. Ah, how about that? So I think this is the sophomore surge of all time. Uh, sure. Why not? You come back. How many Grammys did Pinkerton win? Uh, I don't. I, it might have been nominated or something. Yeah, they had a number one single there, right? And they had. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, yeah. What did it go to on the charts? They go to number two, number one. It 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 you know it's probably scraped in the forties somewhere. The forties. Yeah. Okay. No. I, <laughs> what. I'm not against uh, Carol King. I know you're not. But this is, uh, yeah, what an amazing life she's had. I know. Like She had this that whole other songwriting career yeah. before this. Yeah, at this point, she had been making money in the music business for gazillions of years. Mm-hmm. And I just saw her on tour, was it a year and a half ago with James Taylor? And and she's, she's 72 years old. In, it's crazy. And in fine voice. Looking yes, good. Yes, yes. What do you that? mean looking good? Would you... Would you uh, would you would, hit that? Would you go up on the roof? I don't go. I don't go. Uh, <laughs> no, you, uh, she might be my friend. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. That's no. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let me hear it. What's your uh, favorite tapestry? Would you hit that? <laughs> no. My favorite tapestry? Yeah. Song or you mean a real tapestry? Real tapestry. Work I don't hard. know if I have a, a, a uh, fam- favorite tapestry. Hands down, the bio tapestry. <laughs> of course. But, uh, it tells the story of the war of... Uh, I think I just like... The, I like the curtains that are hanging behind you. That's my favorite. Those are okay. <laughs> so, uh, all right. I think we did a good job. We'll be able to do this again. And I, I'm anxious for people to tweet us their sophomore surges. I know we forgot things and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, that's because, guys, sometimes... Uh, we're going to do this segment again down the road. So, that's why we're not throwing it all... On the wall right now. Um, yeah, but uh, but that's like when we're really out of ideas. We got plenty more ideas before we do yeah, this again. Yeah, before but we I, before we repeat topics, but we still want to hear your favorites. I'm sure people are going to be talking about Radiohead, The Benz. Mm-hmm. They're going to be talking about some Blondie Parallel Lines. Going to be talking about Def Leppard, High and Dry. Sure they are. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. Matt, how are we doing on time? I, I uh, prepared a little game. Do we have time to, for a yeah, little Yeah, we got game? time. This is a game that I'm calling... Oh, we're out of time, uh, Gary. We had three <laughs> seconds and then... No, go ahead. Right. Uh, I'm calling it... Uh, it's um, it's in the, the style of the $25,000 pyramid. Okay. And it's about album covers. Do I need to go out and get a partner? <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay. But it's called... So I'm calling it the... Uh, the twenty five thousand dollar album cover. I like the game because I I play and Gary, you act as this game show host. Right, exactly. So uh, I'm what what I'm going to do is I'm going to de- uh, describe uh, to you some some uh, some uh, famous albums in the in the twenty five thousand dollar pyramid style, okay. 
Uh, and this could be any album of all time. Well, uh, we'll start with these one. This uh, first category will be uh, Rolling Stones. Okay. So, so uh, I, I need 60 seconds on the clock. Yeah, he's actually putting 60 seconds on his iPhone. And go. Okay, these get easier as we go along. Or, or you know, harder as we go along. Okay, yeah. uh, the first one. Okay, it's it's a, a close-up of a pair of jeans with a working zipper the on Sticky it. fingers. Exactly, okay. Andy Warhol did, uh, did that cover. Ding! Uh, the next one is, uh, it's, like a, uh, it's like a weird layer cake with all kinds of weird stuff in there. Uh, that's Let It Bleed. Is right. Ding! Um, the, this one is like, it's a, it's a collage of black and white photos, and there's a guy with like that, three billiard balls. Yeah, that's uh, Exile on Main Street. Ding! That album. Yeah, that's right. And uh, the next one, it's like, it's like a newspaper ad for like wigs and. Um, oh, that's some girls. Some girls is correct. Ding. Uh, this one, it's a it's a three D hologram. They're in wizard costumes. Oh, uh, y- Your Majesty's uh, Secret. I can't think of the title. Uh, hello, lo- hello. Is this radio station? I'd like to make a. Would you play a, a song? request? Her yeah. Majesty's Secret request. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that okay, right? okay, well, we'll give you credit for it. Yeah. Ding. All right. um, it's a Charlie Watts walking, and there's a donkey, and it's a live album. Oh yeah, let's get your yah yahs right. out. And it's a weird silver lion with a beard, and uh, it's like a recent album, and it's. Uh, oh yeah, it's uh, Bridges to Babylon. Oh, did he get that in in time, Brad? We'll give it to you. All right, a perfect score. How many did you have? Was that the it? That was seven. That, that was, was seven. That, that so was it's always that. seven. Yeah, seven is what they go for in the uh, like in the in the regular gameplay. Did that feel like too many? No, that felt like good. Stuff. Yeah, you just no. barely got it in time. Yeah, no, as long as I'm getting them, it's, it sounds great. <laughs> if I'm losing, then it's a terrible game. <laughs> that is good. So, um, I do love the stones. Do you have, uh, do you have any uh, recommendations? Yes, I have a recommendation for a, uh, a website that I love. Um, if you're looking for uh, re- anything music-related releases, if, uh, new albums, uh, reissues, DVDs, and books uh, on music artists or by music artists, I like to go to the website. It's www.pauseandplay.com. Pauseandplay.com. I just love this website. There's no, there's no real news. There's, it's just a list of what's coming out, and it goes, uh, it goes by uh, everything's released on a Tuesday, and uh, you can look from now until up into uh, I think November. They have stuff listed, and it's really great. That sounds pretty good. Yes, because you can go, oh, my God. Uh, or if you hear on the radio, oh, uh, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers' new CD comes out. When's that? And you can go to this website and find it. And they'll have links to the website, links to where you can pre-order it. Sometimes they'll have links to where you can hear the whole album. It's a great website. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, do you ever visit a place called uh, Pop Dose? No. Um, that's, my, that's, that's one of my favorite music-related websites. Although they, they recently just stopped running. There was a guy on there every Wednesday. He was this obsessive 45 collector. <laughs> And he wanted to have every song that was ever on the Hot 100. Oh my God! And he and he every week he would, he, it would the, the column was called Bottom Feeders, and he would he would post um, the songs that finished between, uh, you know, b- under the top forty, but above 100 so any song that was charted between 41 and 100 yeah and there were so many songs that you forgot so many bands that you forgot and he was just this guy was just and he had he had the worst taste in music he preferred sammy hagar uh, van halen to uh just for an example of his bad music but i just i look forward to it so every <laughs> wednesday that was a shot at me <laughs> every wednesday and what was it called again it was uh it's called poptos.com and it's still it's, you can still check it out still up and running still up and running and, and i know he's going to come back because he's got he still has he doesn't done the, the 90s bottom feeders yet oh my he hasn't God. done his r&b bottom feeders He's got all these. He's he's got a problem. Yeah, maybe, he should be on hoarders. Yeah, exactly. It was, it's like that kind of obsession. <laughs> but uh, maybe we we can have him as a, as a guest one of these days. Um, do you have another round of uh, twenty five thousand dollar album cover in you? 
Uh, sure, let's do it. Okay, one minute on the clock. Okay, Here we we'll go. close it out. This is uh, uh, these are all classic rock albums from okay. the late '70s and all early right. '80s. Let's so, try. so uh, it's kind of your wheelhouse. Okay, there's like I'm not going to tell you the band until unless you need. It. It's all like right. it's like a grand uh, movie palace on one side, and the other side it's all dilapidated, and it's uh, it's like an airbrush picture. of This uh, you know wonder. It's a Chicago group, and uh, their uh, Dennis DeYoung is in the group, and uh, Sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Grand Illusion? No, it's uh, it's uh, Paradise Theater. Exactly. Okay. Oh my God. This is a, it's a hand and it's holding a razor blade and it's. Oh, a, that's uh, Judas Priest, British Steel. Exactly. Okay. This is uh, a gal in a short skirt and she's in a men's room and she's like. Uh, oh, that's Foreigner Head Games. Exactly. Okay. It's a uh, it's a guy in red leather pants, but you just see his butt and he's got his fingers crossed. That's uh, Lover Boy. Get lucky. It's correct. Okay. And there's a spaceship and it's bursting out of like a glass orb and it's uh, it's um it's kind of that's a Boston. Um. No, it's a. Bay area group and it's uh oh it's journey escape all right okay this is um it's a so, scarab oh yeah it is a scarab it looks like a spaceship God but the, damn you uh this is some some uh, dudes are um walk carrying paintings in front of a museum moving pictures right Rush. and uh by the way quick uh on the on the lover boy album cover mm-hmm. that is uh that's a 14 year old girl's butt what with the uh the lighting guy's hand doing the Really? Doing, crossing the fingers in front. Wow. Those leather pants were actually pink, and they, they, they tweaked them uh, after the fact to make them, as they call it, lover boy red. You know a lot about those pants. I know a lot about that album cover. Yes, I do. That's I'm wearing them. <laughs> Look at that, you are. Get lucky. I just did. <laughs> All right, for a Rock Solid, I'm Pat Francis. I'm Gary Lucy. Stay black. <laughs> Thanks to Brad and Matt, and we'll uh, listen next week. Success music and what's it to you, my lawyer?